Monday morning. Time to start a new week. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Monday, October 7th. But first, sports. Monday, we are back at it for another week on But First Sports. It was a busy, busy weekend in sports, and it was all shaping up to be a fun little weekend recap episode I was going to bring you here on a Monday, and I was going to talk to you about baseball and, and hockey and a little bit of everything. But then late Sunday evening, the story between Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey and China sort of tweeted its way into becoming an international incident, for lack of a better term, one that potentially has very far-ranging repercussions in the league and internationally. Maury expressed support in a tweet for the pro-democracy efforts in Hong Kong. Maybe you've seen some of the uh, confrontations between protesters and police in Hong Kong. The Chinese government, the Chinese Basketball Association, and various Chinese businesses denounced Maury, severed all ties with the Rockets, and even the basketball streaming service in China, uh, Tencent, where 21 million fans in China watched the NBA Finals last year, they are suspending all streams of Rockets games. And people who picked the Rockets as their team to watch this year will be given the chance to pick a different team. This is a very wide-ranging impact on the Rockets to start with. They are the second most popular team in China, sort of a holdover from a previous lasting legacy of Yao Ming's time with the team. And, well... Yao is now the chair of the Chinese Basketball Association, who are among those that came out and criticized Mori and strongly opposed his statement. As you can imagine, it seems pretty unlikely that the former connection to Yao Ming is going to do anything to cushion this blowback for Mori and the Rockets. And it's an extremely messy situation. It puts Mori and the Rockets and the league in a very tricky spot because the situation in Hong Kong is an extremely fragile one and, and one that I am far from qualified to explain to you and especially not in a situation like an abbreviated morning podcast. It's built on centuries of tension, and it's currently unfolding in increasingly chaotic encounters between protesters and police. But also, the NBA has been considered a leader in sports in terms of allowing individuals to express their views and learn about things that matter to them and talk about them on a grand stage. And now, those values and that core belief of the league Put to the test because one of the highest ranking executives on one of their most popular teams expressed a view that directly interferes in a very severe manner with some of the league's bigger business ties. Maury has sent a, issued a statement. He apologized for those who were offended by his statement. And by the way, there are a lot of people very upset about this in China. And it appears the damage is already well on its way to being done. It's a situation to monitor and Maury's job itself could end up being the sacrifice that happens to salvage the relationships between the Rockets and the NBA and basketball in China. All in all, in a very big international event, and it's the kind of thing that serves as a stark reminder that no matter how much fun sports are, how much fun they are to cover, how much fun they are to watch, they are, at their core, enormous businesses. Every now and then, something like this comes up, brings that to the forefront, and provides perspective on on what it's all really about. So, now that we have that geopolitical lesson behind us, we can look back at a very busy weekend on the field in the sports world. There have been eight playoff baseball games. The first Saturday night in the NHL, there was NFL Week 5. 
There was a celebration with champagne and a championship in Toronto. And if I know anybody suited for a bulk, wow, that was a lot of different sports sort of conversation. Uh, it's Yahoo Sports Canada editor Arun Srinivasan, one of the all-time great human encyclopedias that I have ever encountered in the industry. Arun, let's start with the championship game. You were there at Lamport Stadium in the den with the Toronto Wolfpack on the lead-up and payoff to the grand final million-pound match and promotion to Super League. Uh, what was the scene like this weekend? It was really cool. Um, I think we were really just seeing everything come full circle. Um, was pretty great. You really then you really see the outpouring emotion for the players. But but more than anything too, you know they have a real opportunity to capitalize in the Toronto sporting scene because let's face it, the Leafs and Raptors are great, but they're it's impossible to afford tickets. Mm-hmm. The Jays run hot and cold. They're either the hottest team in the city or everyone's indifferent. And Toronto C kind of has that kind of dedicated fan base that kind of stays there. And I think you can sort of see a Toronto SC type scalability if that makes sense for the Wolfpack so you uh when we talked about what we wanted to talk about you also wanted to quickly mention that you are fully in on the rugby world cup that is going on a nice a nice tie-in to your Wolfpack coverage yeah man my PVR is getting a workout right now (laughs) um between rugby world cup baseball playoffs Toronto Maple Leafs you know the NHL as a league as a whole which I'm sort of covering nationally um, and then when the Raptors come back too, yeah, I've been very invested in all sports and rugby world cup is great. It's genuinely great. Pretty cool for a Canadian perspective. Okay. Let's focus on that. New Zealand won 63, nothing against Canada, which was kind of a letdown, but I also, um, gravitate to blowouts more than the average fan. I'm, I don't know, maybe it makes me kind of sick, but like, I find it really cool when like the best teams in the world just put on a show and just annihilate teams, and that's exactly what New Zealand did to Canada. You mentioned in there uh, that the Toronto Maple Leafs had an up-and-down weekend, uh, sort of a, a nice cruise control win on Friday, and then uh, a disaster uh, Saturday. What, how do you come out of the weekend feeling as a Maple Leafs, uh, sort of somebody who's who's entrenched in the Maple Leafs? I'm glad you've given me some time to like reflect on it. Because if you'd asked me last night, I would have been irate. Um, <laughs> I, you know, after reflecting upon it today, and by reflecting, just spending time looking into the abyss. Um, no, I mean, I think you just have to kind of put in perspective that look, it's been three games. The team is two zero and one. You know, getting five points out of your first three games isn't bad at all. Um, yeah, like after the Columbus game, it's something great. I just try to look at it as like it's year four now and. You know, these are kind of good problems to have, you know, Um, for the most part. I mean, I think you touched on it really well, Zoom. Like on opening night when people were getting so upset about Jason Spezza, I was kind of like, that's nice, but who cares? Right. You know? (laughs) Um, But I think what it is is the weight of expectations, right? Of course. You know, you watch the team and you expect to win every game or close every game. And then, like, losing in such fashion. So, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to stay positive. Generally, that's kind of my brand on Twitter, like, least positivity, so to speak. So, like, getting mad at, like, Cody Cece being terrible when we knew he was going to be terrible to begin with, it seems like a waste of energy. Um, <laughs> um, my two, like, negative takeaways, like, Kasperi Kapanen has been pretty bad. Um, Andreas Janssen has been pretty bad, too. But the fact that Austin Matthews is scoring like crazy just that makes up for all of it. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, I'm of two minds because on one hand, it's no fun to 
be like the regular season doesn't matter, just win around, just get to April. Right. But on the other hand, like living and dying with like every game is just no way to live either. So Leafs have been pretty good. Um, will Kaferi Captain lose his first uh, line slot anytime soon? Maybe. Like I thought about it for like a minute today. Like it'd be cool if McKayev took over the first line, and I was like, no, it's not. It's not cool at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like I'm I'm trying to stay weathered among a sea of reactionary takes that helps. You're doing, you seem to be doing well. Uh, a couple more uh, things to touch on. You mentioned uh, MLB playoffs. We have four elimination games on Monday. Pretty incredible shaping up. Uh, how have you enjoyed the weekend of baseball? I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I watched Garrett Cole. Um, man, what, like, it's phenomenal. Like, he looks like Randy Johnson 2.0. You know, I watch everything, or at least I try to watch everything. And for, like, since August, the Houston Astros have been the most captivating team in all of sports. To me. So with that, I think, you know, it's been a great playoffs and there's obviously larger storylines to follow. The Braves are really cool. Um, and that'd be, you know, they'd be super fun if they advanced them all not to the Dodgers. But to me, then we'll be playoffs. Everything revolves around this Houston super team. Like it's almost, they're almost not getting talked of enough. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, like I know the Red Sox won 108 games last year. Um, but this like 107 win Astros team that has plenty of future Hall of Famers and young stars in their prime, like I think we're gonna look back on it and be like, wow, this team was special. All right, and one last thing before we go, a quick word on your four and one Buffalo Bills. Oh, nobody circles the wagons, man. Um, yeah, the four and one Bills, they look good. They won on the road. It was um, an atrocious game, really. It was. You know, there's only a finite amount of time we have to watch sports, and spending it on the Buffalo Bills just seems so futile. But the four and one, the defense is legitimately really, really good. Um, and Josh Allen was fine today. Um, and what I don't like about it, however, is the Bills now enter the bye week. Right. So, I mean, they're super injured right now. So fine, they'll rest up. I guess that's the glass half full um, take, but the glass half empty take is just like, man, getting the bye in week six is just. Every team in the NFL should get a bye at, like, week 10. They should have, like, a mandated bye week for everyone. Because early bye week, these guys are going to be so hurt and so injured by the end. I don't know. But, yeah. But the 4-1 Bills are great. Uh, let's see if they hold on for their second playoff berth in three years. And just a few more things to start your week with off correctly. As I mentioned with the rune, the Maple Leafs went one and one in a pair of games on Friday and Saturday night against the Blue Jackets and the Canadiens, respectfully. There's no rest for the Maple Leafs. They are right back at it tonight. They host the defending champion St. Louis Blues in Toronto this evening. The Raptors have their first official preseason game against the Houston Rockets. We just talked about a lot in the opening. That game is Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. The game is being held in Japan, if you're wondering why it's happening so early in the morning. So by the time you're listening to this show tomorrow, you will have a fresh Raptors game to pull the highlights up of while you're enjoying your morning coffee and your breakfast. There'll be two 6 a.m. preseason games this year against the Rockets there on Tuesday and Thursday morning of this week. And then the Raptors host the Bulls on Sunday, back home in Toronto, the first game in the city since winning the title, even just for preseason. That's pretty cool to get to say. And it was a fun Sunday for Canadian baseball and former Blue Jays faces. Mike Soroka, Canadian pitcher, threw a seven-inning two-hitter 
with seven strikeouts for the Braves in Game 3 of the ALDS against the St. Louis Cardinals, giving them a 2-1 lead in the best of five. Game 4 of that series goes tonight. Former Blue Jay Josh Donaldson had a crucial double in the ninth inning of that game. Russell Martin had a go-ahead double and an icing on the cake home run for the Dodgers in Game 3 of their series against the Washington Nationals. It's another full slate of games today with a four possible elimination games, as I said with Arun, all going on Monday. It starts with Astros and Rays, Game 3 at 1 p.m., then the Braves and Cardinals at 3, then the Dodgers and Nats at 6.40, and then the Yankees and Twins at 8.40 p.m. Eastern Time. By this time tomorrow, we may already know the ALCS and NLCS matchups and be ready for the next round of the MLB playoffs already. But that will be this time tomorrow, and this is this time today. And speaking of time, I am all out of it. So it is time for you to go on, get out there, and have yourself a great Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.